to How to Get Laid on Tinder for Men, where we explore sex, dating, communication, and everything in between. Here's to more adventures, fun, and great sex. Welcome, Carmen. Hi, Maureen. Today, we are going to talk rejection. Boom, boom, boom. It is something that no matter how talented you are, how beautiful you are, um, how intelligent you are, you are going to experience it. Would you agree with that, Carmen? I would. So we're going to be looking at uh, what it's like to receive rejection, what you can do to minimise it, what you can do to get over it, um, but also what you can do when rejecting others. Um, because sometimes it's a necessary part of dating. So, Carmen, have you ever been rejected? I have. I I have had um, people reject me at various stages. So I've had people reject me at the matching phase. So they've, like, messaged me on on the app after a match said, no, actually, I don't think you're the right fit for me. And I'm like, you could have just unmatched me. But anyway, they decided to write. Um, I've been rejected uh in person after we slept together <laughs> oh I just don't think Ouch. you know we're connected you know I don't get what words he said but anyway that, that was a rejection um and then I've had people that have just gone cold so whether there's they've actively rejected me or there's something happening in their world but either way they're just not that into me so um I think uh, yes, I've been rejected. And if you're playing the dating game, uh, I think, you know, it's just a fact of, fact of the game. Yeah. And I, um, I think that, you, you know, you need to just develop a mindset around it um, because it is part of the dating game and it is part of life. Um, I love how you shared the different ways that people do it and all of it is a, is a form of rejection. Um, so you talked about somebody matching with you, but then writing to to reject you, yeah, um, and that you didn't like that. But then other people would find that more respectful. Yeah, uh, and I yeah, I guess it's just each to their own. Um, I wouldn't have noticed if they matched me because I, I don't keep an eagle eye on all my matches. So for me, it would have I wouldn't have even felt it. But by him writing to me, I I did feel it. So, yeah. but he was probably thinking I'm being more respectful by writing before our match. Yeah, yeah. And I, I think also it's not only the way that, that people reject you, but it's also your state of mind at the time mm. um, and where you are in your dating journey. So I found in the beginning, I don't know if you guys out there feel the same, that when you started with the online dating journey, the first time someone unmatched you unexpectedly, it hurt a, a lot. But then when it happens, like you feel it, but it doesn't hurt as much. Yeah, I agree. I think it depends on where you are in the dating journey, but also where you are in just your happiness with life. So if I feel that I'm enjoying life and exercising and doing all the things I like and business is going well, it's almost like I'm Teflon, like someone can reject me and I'm like, okay, that's cool. Um, but if I'm actually feeling a bit down, already and then someone rejects me it can really hurt even more than it would have otherwise 
Yeah, I totally agree. And it's really um, difficult but because often when you're feeling a bit down, you want to feel a bit of love, you want to feel wanted. And so you go on a dating app and then you probably behave in a way that gives off a bit of negative down energy and then so you're more likely to be rejected. <laughs> I know. <laughs> and I, I, I just think... I, I tell myself when you're down, come and just stay off the apps. But but sometimes it's hard because you just want that little dopamine hit, like when you're feeling down. Yeah, yeah, and it is difficult. But as you as you deal with it, I think I always laugh and go, "Oh, it's a bit of exposure therapy." But you know, two things there: the the more it happens, the less effect it generally speaking has on you. But also, if you have lots of balls in the air. Uh, then, you know, and you're talking to various females, then it's a little bit less uh, extreme when somebody does reject you. Would you agree with that, Carmen? Yeah, I think when I've got lots going on, um, you know, and I'm talking to more, you know, if I've got a few men that I'm talking to, if one, you know, falls off and um, isn't that into me or actively rejects me, it, it hurts less than if I was, like, counting all my, you know, putting all my wishes into him oh my goodness is he gonna be the one? Oh my goodness and then he falls off and, and then it's devastating um yeah so I think the more actively I am in life in, in dating and but in other aspects of life as well you know the more positive stuff I've got going on the less it affects me yeah and I used to have a mate who when I worked at Hewlett Packard years ago and um he, he packed on the weight a bit and you know was getting older and um, but he was out there love and life and having, you know, dates and being rejected. And he just saw it as a really positive thing because the more no's you'd get, you know, then, then, then the more likely he was going to get a yes. So he really saw it as a numbers game. And he wasn't your stereotypically, you know, really, really ultra handsome guy, but he just enjoyed the journey and just didn't get too caught up in the fact that that people were going to reject him because he knew that that someone was going to say yes. Yeah, and I think that's a classic um, framework that salespeople see things through. As you know, Maureen, I'm I do sales in in the business, and you know, we I don't want everyone to say yes. Like we're not a good fit for everyone. I, I want the no's and so in your dating life you don't want everyone to be yeses you want some no's because you want to find those people that are the good fit for you and you're the good fit for them yeah and sometimes you get a vibe and you go like you really want to fuck that person but then you're like oh I don't think we're well suited or you know you get a bit of a bad vibe but you're still like it's like the animal instinct takes over and you still want to pursue it well, sometimes, you know, um, it, it's good, It's good. <laughs> the rejection's good because you're probably saving yourself some trouble. Yeah, yeah. And, and like, there's the receiving the rejection and then there's also delivering the rejection. Exactly, exactly. So um, receiving the rejection is hard, but for some guys, even... Um, giving it is harder because they mm. don't really know, you know, what to say, especially when they've established something that might have been the situation where they've had sex with someone and then they're not interested after that or you, have, you know, had a few dates and you're interested in taking it further. Um, so it can be really tricky, can't it? Yeah, so 
fairly early on in my dating journey, I went on a first date with a train driver. And at that time, my custody arrangements with my children was that I was only available Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday nights. And I'll tell you what, Maureen, I had a lot of fun in those nights, but, you know, that that was the only time I was um, kid-free. And so I met with this guy on a Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday night, like, uh, you know, in my head, I'm like, he ticks lots of boxes, spoke to my mum. She's like, you know, sounds really good, but I just wasn't feeling it. And at that stage, I, you know, I wasn't trusting my gut as much as I do now. And so then, um, you know, he, he sort of believed that I wanted to go on a second date. I didn't tell him otherwise. And he actually went to work and negotiated with a colleague of his to change their roster for a whole fortnight so he could work a whole fortnight of earlies so he could be available that next week on a Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday night. And Ouch. So, so both him and his colleague it completely changed their whole fortnight so I could go on a second date with this guy. And then he messaged me saying, yes, I've managed to change it. Woohoo! which night do you want to see me? And I had to say to him, no, I didn't want to see him. It was so full on. I remember speaking to a friend at the time. He just happened to be a psychologist. She goes, Carmen, you're not responsible for his feelings. And, like, this was a radical idea for me. So, you know, I typed a nice message and, and, and but it was, it was really uncomfortable for me. And it was so uncomfortable um, even before he changed his shift that I deferred doing it. But that deferring it made it so much worse. Yeah, yeah. I think it is it is better to rip off that band-aid. Mm. And 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 I we I even did that last night. So you were around Maureen and I said there's this guy, we've been chatting back and forth, but we haven't caught up yet. Now we must catch up on Tuesday, but I'm gonna have to travel a bit. I'm just not feeling it. And and you, you just said you need to send him the, the message saying that you're not feeling it. I'm like, yes. So, you know, I was able to send that message. I had a bit of a formula, you know, a bit of a script that I use. Um, and, you know, it, it's just something I had to pull out. Yeah. And I think it's even though um, I think the the message of with the underlying meaning is it's me, not you, like I'm just not feeling it or whatever it is, is a good one. What you might find, though, is some women will come back to you going, well, why not? Or like trying to argue the point. Mm. And that is the difficulty with sending messages. And I think why some people just unmatch or disappear because it is quite confronting when you've said you're not interested and then someone argues the point. Um, so, you know, and you're doing the right thing. Um, the problem is often I've spoken to guys about this and they say sometimes they don't even know what it is. It's just a feeling. They just can't even describe it. They're just not into the person. Um, so you can't even give the person a logical explanation of why they're not interested because you can't even pinpoint it. Yeah, and um, even if you came up with something logical, it might not actually be the thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So what I would do, if you know, in that situation, if a person does come back, you know, we've got choices, um, you know, you can ignore it or you can just send them one, you know, another message that's, but never, ever try and pinpoint it because it's not helpful. Yeah. Oh, I really hated the way your pussy smelled or like, you know, <laughs> a bit extreme, but, you know, it's not going to be helpful. I didn't like the way you flicked your hair, whatever, you know, um, I'm just not into you like I I don't think it's about being hurtful to somebody I think it's still just keep it really nondescript 
sorry, I don't know what's going on for me. I'm just not feeling it at the moment, you know, whatever. If the person still keeps coming back, then you just leave it. Yeah, um, and and then then you can unmatch with them or, you know, block their number if they keep on coming back. I, th- I think, you know, uh, someone that keeps on coming back, it, it sort of just shows a lack of emotional intelligence or security, you know, and at that stage if they keep on coming back, you know, block them. But, like, send them the message, please, before before you you'd do that. Yeah. And I'm not a big one for blocking people. No, nah, me neither. Um, because as you you know, Carmen uses the adage, you know, even in our business, we, you know, um, we don't break up badly with anybody. And I, I try to do that in life as well. So um, I don't want to be somebody who blocks somebody else. It's just not my style. It's not my style in real life either. So you've got to do what's, you know, what's best for you. Um, I've also had a situation where I was talking to a guy on WhatsApp and then I like he was saying some creepy stuff and I was a bit scared so I did block him but then he came back on text messages and made some comment about knowing where I lived and stuff so it's like it was just not um it scared me a little bit so I I actually unblocked him and just handled it um it's not ideal um so there's that sort of thing where if they really want to find you they'd probably find you anyway um, but really for me, it's more not about that particular instance. It's more for me about just not um, just breaking up nicely and being respectful and trying to make not make the person feel bad. Yeah. So, Maureen, I had a friend who was early on in her dating and she was going to break up with someone and she was going to tell him all the things wrong with him. Oh <laughs> and God. I just said to her, I just said, that's not your place. It's not your no. place to tell him that X, Y, and Z is wrong with him. Like, just you just leave that bit. Like, that's you know, he needs to go on his own journey. Exactly. And just on that one, that what is wrong in inverted commas with that person is really just saying what about them doesn't make them a good fit with you. Mm. It doesn't make them a bad person, and it doesn't make them wrong and you right. Mm. so I think the dating game and life and love is all around you know finding people that you you know it's valuable you get value from hanging up uh, hanging out with them whether it's sexually or whether it's the love of your life or, or or your friends or whoever and you know getting value and then giving value and sometimes it's just not a good fit it's just not a good match it doesn't make either of you a bad person it doesn't make you superior to that other person just because you're not a good fit yeah well said um so i think the the thing to remember is that rejection is part of life you're going to get rejected from jobs you're going to you know if you're in business you're going to have clients reject you or potential clients reject you if you're dating you're going to have women you know reject you um but it's about the way you view it overall isn't it Carmen? Yeah, I, I think acknowledging that if you're being rejected, it means you're, you know, really are playing in the game of life. Um, and I think you should congratulate yourself. Um, if you lived a life with no rejection, you know, I don't, know, I don't even know if that would be living life. And I think the other thing I'd love to share, Maureen, is, is the ability to be able to bounce back from rejection. So you lick your wounds, eat some ice cream, and have a bit of a cry, whatever, or what, however you manage it. Um, 
but bounce back. So I have spoken to men and I've spoken to women who've been, you know, rejected in love and it's just wounded them for decades. Like they, they, they just struggle to, you know, re-enter the dating scene and it just, it's like, it's like one rejection has just really shattered them. And yeah, yeah. I just think that's a shame. You know, yeah. if, it, if it shattered you that much, that shattered you for decades, go see a psychologist. I have. I, first time I saw a psychologist was after I broke up with someone. And yeah. you know what? It was an amazing experience. I learned so much about myself. Yeah, well said. Um, I, my longest boyfriend, um, I reckon I went out with him for two years and took two years to get, to get over it. And it is, you know, when it's your first real love, I think it makes it very difficult. Um, but over time, I think, it, you know, it gets better. Um, but also the other thing I want to touch on is the story of my dad who was born in 1923, I think, and um, back in the, in the, um 40s when people were dating they used to go to these dances and the women would have dance cards and the men had to go out go up to the woman and say can I put my name on your dance card for a dance and, and, and until you told me you this know, story woman, Maureen I, I didn't even know dance cards were a real thing I just wanted yes. to say that <laughs> yeah and then the woman could say sorry my dance card's full which basically was this the ultimate rejection now my dad was keen on my mum and you know the end of the story by me saying they're my dad and my mum but um she just kept rejecting him because she thought he was um arrogant and he was always showing off with his mates and it, and it sort of took a while and for him to have chats to her on their own where she actually realized he was quite a nice guy and eventually he let um she let him put his name on a dance car and the rest the, the rest is history um, but what the point I want to raise here is is persistence but not beyond reason. So I think there was an inkling from my dad that she might have been just a little bit interested or intrigued for him to continue to come back. Uh, and I think it's okay to pursue for a while. Um, but if someone is rejecting you and, you know, they're really wholeheartedly rejecting you, it's not people playing a game or playing hard to get. Um, I think they're just not interested. So I think it's, you know, you've got to use your common sense and intuition around what stage of rejection is it real rejection. What are your thoughts on that, Carmen? Yeah, uh, I agree. I think as a general rule, Maureen, I think a lot of men bow out really soon. Um, these days. I mean, I wasn't around when your dad was, you know, trying to court your mum. But I don't know, it just sounds like he had a lot more um, resilience than than what a lot of men do these days. I know I find it, when I just say I'm like, I've got a small interest in a guy. Um, if I've got no interest at all, they could hound me for as much as they want and it just is, does nothing. But if, if I've got a small interest in a guy, it's actually really attractive to me that he he puts effort in to, you know, chase me. And yeah, and I, to- I totally agree. Like um, when we did the Great Vic bike ride, this guy, you know, I said I'm going away and did the bike ride. And, you know, he knew exactly when I was coming back and he was really methodical in his contact and I wasn't totally enamoured by him, but he was cute and the fact that he really wanted me was very hot. Yes, 
Yeah. yeah. And, I, yeah. I, I, I do think there are men out there that could probably, yeah, probably get better results if, if they stuck, in, stuck with it just a little bit more. Yeah, Using exactly. their emotional intelligence, as you said, to make sure that the woman's got an inkling of interest. Yeah, because what then the extreme is, is that you get projected, and this is what we don't want for you, is that you get projected and it hurts. We've all freaking been there and I've been rejected lots as well and Carmen's been rejected like we all have, so we know it's shit. Um, but where you get to a point where you have this overarching negativity around online dating or the how women are on online dating um and then then it stuffs things up for you further because then you start being that way in the world as corny as it sounds and on the app so um you can you know we can smell that negativity a mile away Mm. by what you write in your profile like oh i don't want drama or whatever which is a podcast for another day a whole you know one on negativity (laughs) but just be really careful um, if you feel like you're going down that slippery slope to pick yourself up, dust yourself off and go in there with an open mind. Just because, you know, um, one one woman rejected you doesn't mean that everyone's going to. So, Maureen, I sometimes go down that slippery slope. So sometimes I'm doing online dating and I start to go, Oh, the men are hopeless. Oh, oh, the men, how they react. Oh, they don't message me. Oh. So sometimes I go down that slippery slope. Um, and when I recognize myself going down there, I just, my strategy is to get off the app. Like I'm an interval trainer, as you know, Maureen, with most yeah. things. So I, I just I just remove the app from my phone. And I'm like, if I'm not enjoying it, if I'm not if I don't have a positive attitude about it, like I shouldn't be doing it. So I just take a break and I only start again when I'm like, cool, this is an adventure. I get to meet more people and I've got this positivity. Um, like that negativity, I, I just need to stop it. Um, and, and yeah, and so that's my strategy for dealing with it. Yeah, I think it's a great strategy because it's being really kind to yourself because we all feel down, you know, life is a roller coaster, and sometimes you just feel like shit. And, you know, as we said at the start of this session about how when you're feeling like shit, things affect you much more. So I think that's a great strategy to um, to really remove yourself from a situation if you feel yourself spiralling. You, and a real sign is when you start to get blamey, mm. where, you know, you know all, or use, you know, so, um you know, superlatives, all yeah. women or, you know, they always do whatever. Then when, when your mind starts someone saying with those money. Things, get yourself <laughs> off. Yeah. Okay. So there you have it. Rejection is a part of work, life, friendship, and definitely a part of dating. But it doesn't always mean um, something bad. Um, it's how you deal with it, how you deliver it, um, and how you move on so that you can meet other great women. Well said. <laughs>